have Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, lots to get to, Sip, number one, is back from his illness, how do you feel today, sir? (laughs) I feel just fine. The people were really concerned about you on uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, well, Wednesday about died, so they they should have been concerned. (laughs) Um, I feel good now, thanks, though. What, was it Tuesday? You, you yeah, Tuesday you came in feeling like death. Wednesday. Wednesday. It was Wednesday, Wednesday morning you were yeah. deaf. That's right. Well, Wednesday you were deathly ill. You couldn't speak very loudly. It, it, was, like this, yeah. it was really bad Wednesday. <laughs> and then, you know, that was National Signing Day, yes. early National Signing And you signing. still went to the press conference. Uh, I, hey, by the way, I threw a negative test out there, so I was negative the whole time. There you go. Uh, I know you love that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you to you know watch out for others. That's yeah. nice of you. It's kind of you. I threw a negative. But... Uh, no, I don't. Let's not do that. Let's not talk about illness. It's not fun. Um, I guess I'm better. I'm better. I mean, I'm definitely better. I guess I got to watch them. I don't know what you do. I don't think you can do anything to prohibit it. The illness? Yeah. If you get it, it hits you. You know, people always say, oh, take your vitamins. Well, your vitamins are great, but vitamins aren't like. Magic. Magic. They don't. They don't stop everything. They help with things, but you can still get sick through vitamins. Yeah. So. What concerned me is you said that you think you might be immune to mucinex now. Yeah. You can't. Like it does nothing. It had no for effect. You <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. It's, it it came to have zero effect. That's not good. Yeah. It was a rough patch. Rough Christmas. Rough patch. I'm kind of glad to be through it all. I don't even like to talk about it. It was that, it was that kind of thing. Wednesday at 2.20, I woke up and thought I might not make it till Thursday. And then by the end of Thursday, I was, you know, 50%. And then it got, I don't know, it got better. I'm better. What the hell? Good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear you here. <laughs> now, I, I, just, I just feel for people that get it. I don't know what to tell you. And it was 50 below. That didn't help. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, the weather was terribly cold. It was, uh, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, on top of that, um, the first text we've rece- received today in the text line is from Terrell Farley. Hi, Terrell. Who Good has, morning. Who has two words for mostly me, not you. What's that? Oh. Fins down. Wow. What are we going to do? You were deathly ill on Christmas, and I was deathly ill of my team sucking and losing, so finding ways Christmas to lose. Day. That was horrible. It was all a fog to me, but that was Christmas Day? Yeah. Okay, and they lose to the Packers. Imagine me. So I, I made the drive that morning from Crofton where my wife's from, uh-huh. and we drove to Beatrice. Mm-hmm. I get there about 11.40, and okay, let's watch some football. You got up early, I, so what yeah. time did you get up? I get up at 7.30 Ooh. on Christmas morning. Oh, you can get there that... You can yeah, it's get about three hours and 40-minute drive. Okay, all right. So you get there ready for the game. Yeah, let's go watch the game. Let's get ready to, to watch some football, 
and you know up twenty to ten, looking pretty good. Then then dummy Raheem Mostert fumbles the ball at midfield. Dummy as we're trying to go ahead thirteen to seventeen points. Dummy because you know that's the way it goes for Miami. We can't we can't, we can't have nice things in Miami. The weather's what we get. The weather's great. The sports suck besides the heat usually, but the Dolphins you know. Just find ways to, to ruin a Christmas for you. Now, the day was still great besides that, but the, the, that three-hour span was hell. I have a text from a friend who we were talking about the Dolphins, and he, he agrees with me on the head coach, who I think well, is suspect. It, well, he, he's not looking good in December. Here's what he said. This is what this coach said. That's the problem with owners and ADs. They think people have mad, a magic playbook instead of getting a program leader and leader of men. Well, let's go back to the search real quick for that. I don't, I'm not going to make this a Dolphin segment, but here's the deal. That's fine. It, it's, it is well known that Stephen Ross, the Dolphins owner, tampered last season with Sean Payton. Oh. Now, that's leader of men. Sean yes. Payton is a leader He's of men. He's not just a playbook magician like you have on your sideline. Yeah. He's a playbook well, magician. Guess what? He's Harry Potter. Everything He's- that was great the first 11 games is now going south. Because here's the deal, Sip. Last year, the Dolphins started 1-7, and seven, and they got to 8-7. and seven. This year, the Dolphins started 8-3, and three, and now they're 8-7. and seven. They're the same record as mm. last year, and they started 1-7 and seven last year. Huh. Why? Why do I deserve this pain? You're fine. You're why fine. is my franchise so cursed that I can't have a single nice thing? I would beg to lose by forty points in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> I don't have a first round pick. What does it do for me? I want a chance in the dance. Fins down. Yeah, fins down. Terrell Farley. Fins hey, down. our people. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's oh, do a couple th- things this morning. Yeah. Let's before do we get going. Uh, first of all, you can call or text four zero two four six four five six eight five. Watching, comment, Facebook, Twitch. YouTube, Twitter, the show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current jobs at GainaTrucking.com. So let's do a couple things here. Number one, RenewYourAuto.com roll call. We know you're still out. You know, you're, you're probably still maybe at your destination for Christmas. Maybe you're out and about still. But are you listening to us on the stream? Are you in Lincoln? Where are you at? Give us a, yeah, give us a yeah. text at 464-5685, your name. If you want to, your age, and number one, where you're listening from. And, and if you don't mind, also, throw in there, are you working or not? I, yes, I, that's I, a good thing is this is a, Isn't this a strange week? Uh, like, it it, is. What is it? What's going on? Well, are we people working off, or we not? We took off yesterday yeah. you know, as a station, collectively. That was yeah. great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice to have that. Yeah, I was listening to the national programming. Now, hold on. Are people working? Is this What, what do we yeah, do this please week? Help us out, because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know people that are. I know people that aren't. Like, my sister works at a college, and she's not working this week. She's not working. She's out in Colorado. She's not working this Your week. Your dad. My dad is working this week. My mom is working this week. My okay. wife is working this she week. Is. At least part, a couple days. A couple days. Going to Colorado on Thursday, you know, so two days of work, basically. Yeah. So a lot of people. Is it, is it, a, is it a mixture of, hey, you're maybe working today and tomorrow, and then you're off Thursday, Friday for New Year's again? Yeah, or? when's New Year's, by the way? New Year's is on Sunday. We'll have Monday off again next week. Oh. We're here Friday of this week, so we're here the 30th. So then New Year's Eve is a Saturday. New Year's Day is a Sunday, and then we're off. We celebrate New Year's Day uh, with a day off on the 2nd. So New Year's Eve is a big one because that's the college football playoffs, and those are incredible. Right. 
Those are incredible games. And we will talk about you. You pointed me, thank you very much, by the way, to this ex- extraordinary ESPN article about Kirby Smart and the rise yes, of Georgia. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I was doing some research. An extraordinary article, by the way, by ESPN. Okay, ready for people listening from for the roll call. This is the roll call. This, this is, is the roll. idle chit chat and roll call rolled into collectively one. Collectively is one. It's beautiful. Idle chit chat sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. Roll the roll call sponsored by RenewYourAuto.com. By the way, promote window tint, bedliners, body shop, ceramic coatings, and much more. That's at RenewYourAuto.com. Two locations in Lincoln. All right, uh, roll call. Vegas, Vegas Jerry, Vegas Jer in Minnesota. Just puts J E R. Okay. That's either Jeremy or Jerry, but he goes Vegas Jer. Okay. Oh, it's Jeremy. Sorry, he's the previous text said Jeremy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt in Lincoln, he survived the weather at the railroad in that negative fifteen. Oh, Matt. He survived. Matt, were you out there? Yeah. Matt, were you out there? He was there. Oh. In negative thirty-seven degree wind chill, whatever it got to. Yeah. Uh, someone's just clocking out of work. Twenty-five years old in Columbus. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. One uh, of those plants out there. I wonder. I'll I don't know. Yeah. John in Southeast Lincoln, Heather, uh, 44 years old in Lincoln. Willard, reporting for duty from Syracuse. Good job, Willard. Uh, that one guy says, I'm, I'm working, he says. Ryan in Delaware says, uh, 37 years old, listening. All right. He has, he's got last week and this week off. Oh, congratulations. Lucky man. Yeah. Uh, Boone is on his way to work from Beatrice, or in Beatrice. He's, from, he's in Firth. Dylan in Lincoln, 47 years old, working. Doug, 58 years old, Lincoln. I'm working this week. What would you do in Lincoln right now if you weren't working with the weather the way it is? Uh, well, it's going to be in the 40s this week. Yeah, yeah, that, that helps. That disgustingly cold temperature we had last week is gone. It's going to be in the, the 40s all week. It's That's be glorious. Beautiful. There's a chance you can play golf this week at some point. Yeah, let's not go too be far. soggy. Rick in Ashland, 65. Hi, Rick. Hey, Rick. Uh, Weston Howell is 51 years old. No work this week for Wes. Okay, job. good job, Wes. Denny P. says, welcome back, Sip. Glad you're feeling better. Thank you, He's Danny. working today in Omaha. Thank you, Denny. Kent, uh, Kent's listening on the stream and working today. 59 years old in Lincoln. All right. Uh, Chattanooga, Robert Chattanooga, working this way, working this week. God, God bless these people. They listened. They listened. Vince in Napa, California is out there this morning. Vince, sorry I didn't get back to you yesterday. I was writing. I, I, mean, I got in a flow. I couldn't. I wasn't returning anybody's calls, Vince. Thanks for calling, though. And before we move on, last pig farmer of Waverly says, good to hear you guys this morning. Just fired up the semi to haul soybeans to ADM at 80, 84th and Highway 6. No, who's that? Pig farmer of Waverly. Oh, the pig farmer's out. So that's what the pig farmer does. Well, yeah. He drives a truck? He says he's driving the semi to, to, to haul, haul some soybeans to ADM at 84th and Highway 6. Cornhusker. Okay. All right. Get after it. Yep. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks for working. Thank today. you, everybody. Man, it's not. Hey, I gotta tell you, it's nice to be back. I only missed two days though, right? He did. Seemed like. But then you went. Then we had four days off. Yeah. Or three days off. Yeah, it Saturday, seemed like Sunday, a long Wednesday. time. Yeah, you've had. You've been here since Wednesday. It seemed like we're almost resetting our show. It's been almost a week since you've been here. I'm Steve, and your name is Jake. <laughs> I'm Jake. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Hello, that's, Jake. that's enough for our chit chat. <laughs> Reintroductions. Hello, uh, Jake Sorensen. <laughs> <laughs> Our roll call. You know, it's a Tuesday after after Christmas, so yeah, that's the way it's going to be. Okay, now there was some news yes. uh, this weekend while you were while you were out there drinking eggnog and partying with your family and you know playing board games. Playing board games. Matt game. Rule was busy, sip because playing he announced. 
playing board what, games. What were people playing at? I don't do know. That? Yeah, I played some board games. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I played board games. Okay. While, while, were you, while you were out there having fun with family and friends, uh, Matt Rule made some hires. And, and there's a couple <coughs> things I want to get to on this list because number one, yes. number one, Sip, is that there is a GM back in the fold for Nebraska football. Go back to Mike Riley, and that? Billy Devaney was his general manager for that. And we thought that was kind of interesting because we hadn't really seen that very often in college football, especially at Nebraska. But a GM role is back, and then his name is Sean Patton. We'll take that role. Um, Why is this significant to you? Well, I would say this. I mean, I think in college football, more than the NFL, you, you see your coach is obviously your coach and GM, right? I mean, yeah. Nick Saban tends to be the GM at Alabama. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that, I think. That's yeah. why they get paid a lot more, because it's do, it's both duties in one. Maybe. He might have a GM, but yeah, go ahead. But wouldn't you say that the difference between an NFL coach and a, and a GM, uh, you know, a yeah, college kind coach, of the is the fact they are both the head coach and the GM, typically. Yeah. Right. Now, we wonder how he... Okay, so this guy's interesting. According to Sean Callahan, who, by the way, Sean did a good job of identifying nine hires. Nine. That yes, nine. Nine. These are these are full. These are full time staff hires. They're not part of the ten assistant coaches. You know the the full time assistant coaches. These are staff members, though. And what Sean does is he monitors the Husker.com directory yes. daily. Smart. Just monitors it. And yesterday morning, what happened on Monday morning is all these names, these new names popped up on it. Nine of them. Including, yes, a general manager. Sean Padden. <laughs> yeah. Sean Padden. Now, we don't know what his duties are. Um, as Sean writes, of all the hires, this one is probably the mo- of all the nine. This is probably the most high profile in terms of pay and title. Um, he's worked, Sean Padden has worked with Rule in nine of his 11 seasons as a head coach. You see his background. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, he worked in the private sector at Kitman Labs before returning, before, uh, before rejoining Rule. And before joining Rule's Temple staff, Padden was a corporate account manager at Bentley Systems for three years and an institutional representative for Forest Pharmaceuticals for nearly six years. So people are going to say, whoa. Here, here comes the where's the football experience people, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we don't, and this is why I'm not doing that as much because I don't know what his duties are going to be. What is this? Now, Jake, this could be basically a chief of staff, right? Yeah. Could be a chief of staff. Like Jared Lambrecht for Scott Frost was a chief, chief of staff. I think he could have been, he could have worn the title of general manager too. So it's a title. For those who don't know, what was that? What was his role then? In that, oh, his, in that his role was incredibly multifaceted. So we can talk about that. Jared Lambrecht was Scott Frost's chief of staff. Jared's role. What was Jared's role? It was. It was. It was. He would be involved in things like player personnel decisions um when when there was i don't know when a player would exit the program he was he was involved in making that transition help helping the player with that transition 
I don't even know where to start. He was involved in virtually everything. He was the head coach's right hand man. Um, Without that's, getting any glory for it at all, right? Yeah, yeah. Now he wouldn't. He wasn't involved in X's and O's discussion per se. I mean, he wasn't in the. I don't think Jared was probably in a lot of schematic meetings. But there's a lot. There's a lot on a head coach's plate, baby. I mean, there's there there is. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is almost too much. And I'd say Sean Padden will probably help alleviate some of the ancillary stress. Let me say this, too, regarding a GM now compared to when Mike Riley was here. Okay, why I think it is more important to have a GM, if that is indeed what he's going to be. I'm interested. Because you've added different facets to the game. You've added the portal. You've added NIL. Yeah, Yeah, good point. If if the head coach wants to focus on winning and being part of the actual product on the field – yeah, it's important to be a part of the other stuff, too, because that, that's how you get players to Nebraska. That's how you recruit them here. But if you have a GM overlooking that to help you acquire talent, that's very helpful. Oh, yeah. Assuming they're on the same page. Well, yeah. That's why I hired him. Yeah. I'm sure he's is. But, no, that's a really interesting point you make. And, yeah, head coach right now in this in this climate is – He's it's pulled a lot of different directions. Okay, so always the, has been, but always has been, but even more now. The other staff members we mentioned: Sean Patton is the general manager on the staff. The other eight hirees officially now on Huskers.com for Matt Rule's staff are Adam D. Michelle, an offensive analyst who had spent ten years at Temple, also worked under Matt Rule from 2013 to 2017 and then was retained by three different Temple coaching staff. So he's an offensive analyst. Here's the big one. Next one? Yes. Omar Hales. Yeah, he's huge. Director of Player Personnel in High School Schools. Yeah, and I think that's probably high school relations, actually. Okay. Um, Director of Player Personnel in High School Relations. That's a huge, huge – think about it. I mean, he's the liaison to the high schools um, in state, probably out of state. Huge role, okay. huge role. Omar Hales. Uh, you are not as impressed. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think it's important, yeah. Go ahead. Of course it's important. Moving on, Mike Wallace, the director of scouting. Huge job. I mean, just the title itself says it all. My God, these are big jobs. Mike Wallace, we got to get to know these guys. He spent three years at Baylor, and during his time there, nearly two dozen Bears went on to play in the NFL, per Sean's report here. Yeah, we don't know anything about these guys except the lines that were handed about their background. That's it. I, I wouldn't know Mike Wallace if he was sitting in my passenger seat when I walked out. Unless the, it was like the Dolphins, Mike Wallace, back in the day, the receiver. Wouldn't even know him either. Maybe this Steelers. is him. Are you sure this is him? I don't think it's him. I don't think so. Uh, the next one, I like this title, Assistant to the Head Coach, Jarrett Wishon, is next. He was also that position at the Panthers for Matt Rule. Before football, he worked a long career in law enforcement with the, <laughs> with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. They added explosives. Um, that was... Um, from 2014 until joining the Panthers in March of 2022. Um, he also has been a detective with the Charlotte, North Carolina, Mecklenburg slash Mecklenburg Police Department um, for nine years. So what's he do? I don't know. I don't, he is the assistant to the head coach is his title. That's all we know. In case, you know, I don't know. <laughs> there could be a 
whole range of things um, that come up in a head coach's life, and that he could be helpful. Uh, yeah. So there, there. That's that's Jarrett Wishin. Next up is James Heiss. He's the associate director of football strength and conditioning. He comes after spending the last four seasons at, at Buffalo as an assistant strength coach. As you put your jacket back on here. He worked with uh, Corey Campbell, the new strength coach for Nebraska at Baylor in 2017 and 2018. Tyler Miles, assistant director of football strength and conditioning. So he has a uh, similar title uh, as James Heiss. But he's been at Duke, Miami, and other schools as well. So, keep going. Phil Simpson, defensive quality control. He yep. was at a, a high school. We, we know about this guy. He was at the high school in Miami, Homestead, Miami, from 19 to 22. He was a head coach there. Yes. He went 23-4 and four over his final two seasons and was named the Miami Herald Coach of the Year in 2021. That's a big – I mean, striking his big hires. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Kevin McGarry, the senior defensive analyst who was also the head coach at San Diego from 1996 to 2003. These names mean nothing to people, but here's the thing. If, if I were you, if I were a Nebraska fan and you're really – especially if you're not working right now, you know, if this is a if this research, is, yeah, if this is your downtime, it is a very critical time for Matt Rule because he's he's literally laying the groundwork in his program, and much of that involves obviously making the correct hires. These are critical hires. Now, these again, these names mean nothing to people, Sean, Sean. Jake. We told Sean who wrote the yeah. article too. Yeah, fine. that's what I meant. Um, that's why I said Sean. Sean, these but these names mean nothing to people, but they would mean more if you go and research it a little bit and understand what's going on. These are these are bedrock hires. This is what is he's going to try to get this program off the ground with. Um, so it's 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 a fascinating thing to watch unfold. Rule is impressive. A rule is saying things. Now, I, maybe you talked about it last week, um, but rule is saying things that are that should be music to our ears. I did say that. Did you while you were gone? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was. It was a big compliment mm-hmm. fest for Matt Rule while you was were it? gone. Was by it by me on these airwaves? I mean, one of the things he said that I really appreciate. I mean, there's a lot. But hold on, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get this. Hold on. Um, there are the quarterbacks. See, I wrote down the quarterbacks that um, that the Fox analyst Colin Cowherd ranks above uh, Tua. We'll get to that later. Oh, I don't know. Everybody. I guess. <laughs> 50, Everyone you know, in the world, 50. every quarterback in the league. <laughs> I thought that what he said about I, I, what I did, what Rule said, Rule said, what I did at Temple, what I did at Baylor, that may not work here. Um, I'm going to do what I have to do at Nebraska to fit the environment. And what did he say? He talked about the weather. He goes, "This kind of this is this is there's ice on the field right now." We got to be able to load up and run the ball. That's that's straight out of now. You you're of that kind of generation that you don't like to talk about Tom Osborne for some reason, but but oh, am I? <laughs> yeah, but that's um, news to me. But that's what. 
<laughs> but that, but that's what isn't that doesn't that a lot of you guys in your age group though like I don't want to hear about Osborne. That's because a long time ago. That's why. Yeah. Um. But Osborne's thing. <laughs> I got it. Osborne's thing was you got to run an offense that fits the weather, that that fits the environment. It's just like Nebraska just hired a bunch of coaches that didn't, in Osborne's wake, didn't subscribe to that. Now, Frank obviously did, but then all these other guys were like, I, it doesn't matter, we'll just throw it around. I don't care if it's blowing on October 29th and in horrible conditions. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll it make didn't it work. work. No, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. So Rule's t- kind of singing a different kind of tune. Rule, by the way, is very – he reveres Nebraska's success. He doesn't stiff arm it and say, I don't care about what happened in the past. No, he does care about what happens in the past. And you know what? Don't get me started on that, by the way. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley? Yeah. I mean, he sparked my – that was a little spark on the flame. I think about this stuff. I hate it. You know one of the things I hate are when people say, I don't care about what those guys in the 90s have to say. I, oh, I care because they were good. And you knew what? You know what? They knew what they're doing. And they were tougher than hell. And you should absolutely listen to everything they say because that was the last time this place was good. Right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. No, I, I, you're allowed to be angry and upset. I, it, it drives me bothered. nuts when people do that. Those guys are. That's what. That's what Georgia is now. What Nebraska used to be. Those, were, they, those guys were tougher than hell. Here's a take from John on the text line. <laughs> Thank you. Can I read this? I would. Four six four five six eight please, five. Call please. or text or, or, as always. Or play. John me. says this. It sounds to me like Coach Rule is adding layers of people and turning the head coaching job into its own corporation. Mm, no, this is what. No, I don't think that's the case. I, this is what happens at big programs all over the country. I mean, you you read the article about Kirby Smart in Georgia and how gigantic his staff is with a seven million dollar recruiting budget. Um, it, no, this is this is. You read that article, right? We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. Remember the AD, what the AD said that hired him. That this is this this is very applicable to this discussion. The AD who hired Kirby Smart recalled when when Kurt when he when when Kirby was you know interviewing for the job, handed him a flow chart with all of the the necessary people that are going to be in the program, and the flow chart was too big for the the um for the ad's desk it was the flow chart was enormous the flow chart had i mean you know there it was color coordinated with people who would be salary and non-salary and it was in i mean no this is the way it is now i would say if you look at alabama's program look at their personnel it's i bet they have more nebraska Um, i'm sure they do yeah, expect that for a great program. So this is what, yeah, this is what it is now. It is, and it is a corporation, basically, right? So you have no problem with that no. description, then? No, I really don't. Uh, I really don't. That one guy says these programs have been corporations for a long time. We've just been a bad corporation. Well, the record is the record. The record would not would indicate you are correct. Right. That one guy. So there you go. We got nine new additions to the staff, including a GM in Sean. There'll be more. Yeah. yeah, there'll be more. We still don't have a receivers coach, right? Right. Right. 
Um, yeah. And what else? Linebackers? Not officially. Not officially yet. No. So the staff is not complete yet, but we have nine additions from the weekend. Yeah. I suppose we'll be get, having news after the first of the year. I would think so, after the bowl games are over. Yeah. More bowl games all week long, my friend. Tune on ESPN to have a game all all week. You tell me, tell me, come on, you got to be looking forward to Saturday, right? I am I'm looking forward. Yeah, in Georgia and, and uh, Ohio State, TCU, Michigan. Let's bring it on. Big games. Let's go. Big games. Let's go. More next and early break of the ticket.